Welcome to the F3 American Yammer Podcast, where we give the men of F3 a chance to tell their story as they've transitioned from sad clown to high-impact man. I'm Short Circuit, and each week I'll be joined by another member of F3 who is willing to step up and share his story. So, without further ado, here's today's show. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of American Yammer. I am your host, the shortest of all possible circuits, on the nation's fourth best podcast out of four. And today, joining me all the way from Omaha, Nebraska, is Omaha's Nantan Wait Time. So, Wait Time, welcome. Hey, thanks. Excited to be here. I'm a long-time listener. <laughs> long-time listener, first-time caller. That's right, that's right. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, and, and you and I have been trying to get this this episode has been in the making since last year when when Tommy Boy initially put us in contact with one another and we had a, a number of technical issues that we were trying to juggle and and finally we ended up having to push it to this season but I'm I'm really excited to now to to be able to to get this episode in in the books. Yeah, I'm excited as well and and we both share Tommy Boy, which is which is great. He's he's our connection. Yeah. Love that guy. Episode 1 of your yeah. podcast. Yeah. So are you saying you're, you're episode one? No, he's, he was episode yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, he was. for sure. And, and kind of, he was my episode one of F3, which we'll talk about later. Yeah, that's great. Awesome. All right, well, let's jump in here. Name Arama, name, age, F3 name. Chad Bruff, 48, wait time. Wait time. Bruff. I've been saying broth the whole time. Yeah, I was, okay. I, I've, I've learned never, the answer never, to a lot of it. And you never corrected me. That's so genuine, <laughs> That's so genuine of you. I've, li- I've lived with it my whole life. I always say it's uh, rough with a B on the front. That's the easy way to remember it. It's rough being a bruff. <laughs> now, how long have you been uh, in, in F3 packs? The first time I posted was July 2015 uh, in Greensboro at the Latham Grinder. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. So you, wow, we're coming up on five years for you then yeah it was five years but you know there was also a nearly two-year layoff in there because when i left i'm sorry when i left greensboro and moved to omaha i came out to nebraska had to kind of settle in there and despite wanting to get started right away we needed to put some roots in omaha and and we started uh, the omaha region in april of 2018. gotcha okay so there's so had you been had you been involved with F3 in Greensboro for like a year or less before you moved it was out? it was a, just under a year um, that I left Greensboro uh, with involvement there. But it was a, an amazing year and one that um, I quickly got connected there and made so many friends that are I, I still stay into contact with a lot of the packs in Greensboro, including Tommy Boy, mm. uh, who. Uh, you know, I always tell people uh, Omaha is very blessed in that how we do F3 is all everything that I learned from Greensboro, which which I really believe so much in, in the Greensboro region and, and how they conduct themselves with F3. So uh, we look a lot like Greensboro here in the middle of the country. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. And, and it's awesome to kind of hear just about the connections that, that were made and sort of how 
you know, one region is kind of affecting uh, another region and helping it grow and expand and sort of how it's, how it's touched it and given it a certain flavor that's very similar to, to, to itself. Yeah, for sure. Our, our first launch workout here in Omaha was led by another one of your guests on American Yammer, and that was Sacked. Sacked mm-hmm. came out and, and led us in that first workout and got us started right. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. So, so you've been doing this for, in total, we'll say coming up on, on five years now, and you've had a chance to uh, obviously see uh, Omaha grow and, and really get started, right? And then, and then grow from there. So that's, that's definitely exciting. Now, based on that, you know, when do you usually post? I mean, it sounds like you guys have, ha- you guys have a number of, of AOs now. Um, yeah. So what's, what's the typical week of posting look like for you? Well, the typical week now for me is if I'm in town, I'm usually posting. Um, I travel a little bit with my job. And on those days, of course, I'm, I'm not posting here in Omaha. But um, we, have, we have locations all over the city, some more in West Omaha. And uh, I tend to migrate towards those because that's where I live. But as Nantan, I try to, to make an appearance, you know, pretty regularly throughout the city at different AOs. And, and so you'll see me about six days a week at, at a workout somewhere. Uh, we do the Murph on Monday. Um, that's something that we're pretty proud of and, and infamous for across F3 Nation. Every Monday is the Murph. Um, and uh, most of the other workouts are, are boot camp style workouts across the city. Gotcha. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. And I know, if I'm not mistaken, I think uh, guest from last season, Roll Bar, uh, started up uh, the the rucking workout, the Oscar Mike. That's right. Uh, it seems like you guys have have qu- quite a diverse selection there of AOs as well. Yeah, we have you know we have some weights only workouts on Wednesday, um, a running style workout on Wednesday that includes the Q source discussion. I usually will hit one of those. I really like the the Q source discussions that we lead here. Uh, with blue suede and and uh, always try to participate in in those. It's it's a great way to get your day started. Um, gotcha. Awesome, awesome. All right. Well, let's let's jump in here. Let's talk life before F three. So, before F three, how would you have how would you have described fitness? What did fitness really look like? Or if you were to use that word, what did it? How did it sit with you? Yeah, yeah. I was always fit. You know, I grew up. An athlete. Um, I played college basketball, played high school football. Um, but as far as is what my adult life looked like, it was it was funny over this weekend with everything that's going on with COVID nineteen. I I found myself reading some old journals, and I was reading some of my journals from those days in Greensboro. And I had literally written in one of my journals um, how I was sort of struggling to make friends in Greensboro as somebody who had moved there from, from just outside Louisville, Kentucky. And I was running a lot. I was super fit. Um, and I had written in there that I had never really had people to run with because I always kind of valued the rigor of, of, of times and splits and everything and and Mm -hmm. running over relationship. Mm. But yet I was, I think I was lonely. I wasn't making a lot of friends. Um, and so I found myself going over to the basketball courts there at, um, at, um, the park in, in Omaha, or I'm sorry, in Greensboro. And, um, I, I played basketball, a lot of, a lot of pickup basketball, but I would not say that, 
that I was connecting with others that way. And um, my body started to break down a little bit uh, in doing that. And I had to start taking up swimming, which I hated. I was a terrible <laughs> swimmer. It was, it's really one of the, the most difficult things I've ever had to do from a fitness standpoint. Um, I kind of liken swimming to running on a treadmill because you just, there's not a change of scenery or anything, but <laughs> I had to do it because I was nursing a foot injury. And uh, that that's exactly where I got EH'd by Tommy Boy, um, was at the, the Green, Green Valley Pool swimming laps there. He said, hey, I got this workout that you might be interested in. Uh, would you care to come? And, and uh, that's what led me to the Latham Grinder. Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. So it, it, it's, it's kind of peculiar that you bring up the, the idea that, you know, fitness, apart from being very fit and, and doing lots of running and being invested in times and splits, minutes per mile, and all that stuff, that, that actually ended up kind of being a, a, uh, a detractor from your ability to kind of build fellowships in that respect. So, um, and, and, and let's talk about that. So the, the next piece, kind of the fellowship piece. So you mentioned already that from this, you were already fit, but that's, starting to now impact your ability to connect with people because you're really focused on more of the workout rather than building the relationships. But even outside of that um, or within the context of it, what, what was kind of the nature of your relationships? How would you have defined your, your friendships? Yeah, you know, I, I, would, I would answer that question both in how I felt about Greensboro and really about Omaha until F3, which was if you'd ask me how I like living in either of those cities before F3, I would have probably answered with, you know, the typical, oh, it's fine, you know, but, but I had no strong relationships. I had no strong roots to either one of those cities um, at the time. And, you know, had, had there been opportunities to move elsewhere um, in those periods, I, I probably wouldn't have thought twice uh, about it had, had the right opportunity come up. Um, but for me after F3 was, it just changed my whole feeling about, you know, where I lived and the sense of community that I had there. Um, I grieved leaving Greensboro more about leaving F3 than I did anything else uh, moving out here to Omaha. And and that's precisely how I would feel about Omaha now. I mean, this, this truly feels like home to us. And it's really through the fellowship of the PACs. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, it sounds like you had this, this great sense of fitness, um, you know, and, and which is fine. I mean, many of us grew up playing sports and, and understanding what it meant to be fit and, and trying to the best of our ability to do that. But then you also mentioned no, no deep relationships. And it sounds like you kind of went through the experience on, on both sides, not only in Greensboro, but then Omaha as well, where you're, you're just kind of like, oh, this place is all right. Because you're not, you're not building that sense of community there, right? Right, right. And and you tend to, you know, put yourself in work and, and other endeavors that that just never allow you to kind of pick your head up and, and make fellowship and friendships a priority. And, and that was sort of me. And I, I really had to, to change my perspective. And it, it, it caused me to see the world much differently. I, you know, I kind of describe, I've always been, if, if you've read the Simon Sinek, some of his books, he, he wrote a book called The Infinite Game. And, and I was always the guy who was playing the finite game, which in the finite game, there's a score. Um, the game ends at some point, somebody wins and somebody loses. Um, 
which is different from the infinite game, which is it's sort of like the game that we played as kids where you go outside and you play with your friends and you don't really care who wins or loses. Your goal at that point as a kid is just to keep the game going. You know, somebody will leave the game, but somebody will, will come in later and replace them. And, and, and I, I would describe my F3 life before was, was playing the finite game. Um, and my life after has been playing the infinite game of, you know, just how do I keep this going? How do I, how do we continue to have all this fun we have together in the gloom? <laughs> That's awesome. That's a great, um, it's a great reference there to Simon Sinek. I know he's written a number of books talking about leadership and, uh, and various things and, and strategies. So, I think that's a that's a great analogy to to kind of pull into the the fellowship aspect, and definitely it shows kind of a, a dichotomy, if you will, kind of a, a vast difference um, when looking at them between where things were before and where things are now. So let's talk about the third piece of that, the faith piece, which was, you know, how would you have described your sense of faith before F three, and and that can mean whatever whatever comes to mind for you whether that's your personal religious beliefs um your sense of something greater than yourself or community impact what did what did faith really mean to you yeah you know um i was somebody who um my wife and i became christians back in 2000 um through a a a small group that was focused on parenting at the time you know we were young parents we had a four-year-old and and that was a really important time for us as we were shaping who we were as parents and it brought us to the church and i would say you know over the years like a a lot of families a lot of couples uh, we had some really great experiences in the church and and we had some not so great experiences in the church and 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 some there were challenges along the way of just moving communities and when you move a community and have to to start over i always tell people i i think before making a move from one part of the country to the other i i underestimated how difficult it can be you know just and you're do, you know you're going through that right now with your recent mm-hmm. move from from greensboro out to fort collins and and it takes time and i think one of the the bigger challenges in that is is finding a, a a faith home, whether that be a church or or how you live out something bigger than yourself in a new community. And we certainly were feeling that um, I think in Greensboro at the time, is we really didn't have a place to call home, and and it didn't lead us to the connections uh, that that we had had previous in our life um, when we lived in Louisville, Kentucky, and were a part of a great church there. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, it sounds like, you know, for kind of in a, in a, in a similar vein as, as many of the guys who've come on the podcast as well, you know, using the, the faith element, specifically kind of the, the, the church aspect um, to be able to lean into some of those relationships and lean into kind of something, something beyond yourself. And you had that before, I think you were saying in, in Louisville. And when you, you got to Greensboro there, you were really missing out on that. Um, sure. Kind of bled into the to the no strong relationships aspect you brought up before. Okay. So that kind of gives us a kind of a rounded picture, if you will. So we know that, you know, you're really involved in athletics and basketball, really, really heavily focused on, 
as you mentioned, the finite game, right, of, of really trying to, to beat out the next guy, if you will, and being focused on the fitness to the extent that you didn't have a lot of solid friendships. And then additionally, you're kind of missing that, that faith home piece that allowed you to be able to kind of tie it all together, um, at least tying the, the faith and the, the fellowship aspects together as one cohesive unit. So from all that, Will you share with us kind of a, a story that sort of summarizes what what life was like really for you before F3? Yeah, you know, I would say one story for me that I would share. It, it actually occurred during the early parts of F3, uh, but it was kind of a turning point for me. And um, it kind of speaks to the, you know, the feeling that is described in Freed to Lead where you're you're packing for a trip and you have that uneasy feeling that you've forgotten something and something's missing but you don't know what it is mm-hmm. and and i would say that was kind of the feeling i had my life as a sad clown was i didn't know what was missing i was constantly searching for it and in one day um i was at a Q source meeting um, on a Wednesday in Greensboro. And one of our famous um, recognizable PAX members down there, Snooky, um, <laughs> was at the at the the Q source discussion. Yeah. And he had the courage to say to me uh, in that meeting, he said, he said, you know, wait time, I've seen a change in you. You know, when you first came to F3, he said, I didn't know if you really liked me. He said, because you would come to the workouts, you would do the workouts, you, you know, from a fitness standpoint, do a great job. But as soon as they would over, were over, you would go right to your car and get into your car and leave. And he said, but what I've seen happen to you lately was that you've, started coming to discussions like this you've made connections with others and and i've seen a real difference in you and and it took somebody like telling me that story of kind of before and after that that helped me see how i had changed and helped me see what i was doing before that really kind of brought it into focus for me of what my life was like in a sad clown so much of my sad clown life was focused on a to-do list and, and I think back in those days when when Snooky described what I looked like in the early my early times with with F3 was that I was I had done my workout I checked it off now I had to get to the next thing on my list of that day which you know was to get to work and and to do what I did professionally and and I was just missing out on all these opportunities to connect um, with people and particularly with the packs who were where I was surrounded with. Um, and it, it kind of expresses why when I was reading some of my journals over the weekend that I was saying earlier in the interview was, was just, I, I saw so many times where I was going to those journals to journal about loneliness. And, you know, I think at times could be surrounded by people, uh, but still feel lonely. And, and I, I really, didn't know it you know it was like you didn't know what you were looking for and didn't know that you were feeling having those feelings until somebody like Snooky brought it to your attention and Snooky's very good at that if you know Snooky <laughs> yes I do <laughs> well if he's listening right now um, I'm sure he, he would really 
appreciate the appreciate your story. So definitely, th- thanks very much for sharing that. And I and, and I think that's that's fantastic because yeah, it sometimes does take someone else, you know, sort of shaking us a little bit and saying, yeah. hey, do you, do you recognize where you were previously? Like previously, you were doing this. Right. I'm not seeing that anymore. And it, we're so blind, I think, many times to kind of the the changes, good or bad. That it does take another another man uh, to come along and and sort of look back and say, "Hey, do you see the high water mark you left back there?" Um, in order to be able to kind of have that recognition. So I'm I'm glad you you had that experience with him, even even if it was Snooky, because we all know, well, we all know how Snooky can be. Snooky Snooky has changed a lot of people's lives, <laughs> and he certainly changed mine. So you know, T claps to Snooky. I, I I hope he's listening because I, I would want him to know that that was a moment for me. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. And thank you. Thank you again for sharing that too. That's, that's great. So let's talk about that first workout. Yeah. So, so you mentioned before that you were, you were swimming, you're swimming laps at a, uh, hated at it. Yes. <laughs> swimming laps at the pool. Tommy boy finds you and says, Hey, I got this thing. So how did, how did that whole discussion come about? Yeah, so I, you know, I have to credit both Tommy Boy and um, Houlihan in Greensboro because they were both there and and both worked on me a lot. And uh, the two of them, you know, had some discussions. I think I was, you know, one of the classic guys who's like, oh, come, you know, I'm pretty fit. I don't know if I need this, but they they got me just at the right time uh, because I hated swimming so much and. And so decided uh, to post that Monday morning at the Latham Grinder. And I'll never forget, there were probably 20, 25 guys there that morning. It was a pretty good sized group. And, and Butt Fumble was the cue. Um, love that guy too. And, and um, there was myself and one other FNG um, who was at that, at that workout. And I just, you know, remember it was a complete total beat down. It was hot and humid because it was July and uh, we went over to a hill and we're doing bear crawls and a man had come out of the apartments that were right next to the park there and stood at the top of the hill as we were all doing bear crawls. And I think he had just come in from a, a night out, let's just say, um, <laughs> and uh, he had no shirt on. I remember he had cargo shorts on and, and he cheered us on the entire time. And I think Butt Fumble asked him what his name was and his name was Earl. And so Earl stood there on the top of the hill and he cheered us on. And, and at the end, when we went through Namorama, of course, I got wait time, and I'll tell you a little bit more about that. But the other FNG became the Duke of Earl <laughs> because, <laughs> because of our friend uh, who cheered us on throughout the workout. Oh my goodness, that is that is fantastic, and that's that's funny too. I've I've never in all my time in Greensboro, I'd never met a guy named the Duke of Earl, which is a fantastic name. It's a great right? name. It's a great name. Oh, that's awesome. And yeah, since so, so since you mentioned it too, so h- how did wait time come about? Yeah. So wait time, you know, I think like a lot of guys, you try to steer the packs towards a a name. And I thought, gosh, I'm in Indiana or I'm from from Indiana. I'm in North Carolina. Surely I can get something related to the Hoosiers or basketball or something. And but I I introduced myself and I said, you know, I work in hospitals. Um, I've I'm there to improve the service for the patients. 
I work in places like the emergency department and one of the PACS members kind of laughed and they said, customer service, the emergency department is nothing but wait time. So <laughs> they immediately, uh, or, or should I say, butt fumble immediately grabbed onto that and I became wait time. That's awesome. Yeah. I, it's a unique name. I, I There's a lot of names you hear throughout F3 Nation. I've yet to meet another wait time. So if, if you're out there, reach out to me at the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, thank you very much for, for sharing that uh, sharing that story with us. I know that there's so many different things that stand out for different guys. And, and to hear that you have like this one really vivid experience of this random stranger just cheering you guys on the whole time. That's a uh, Right, it's top shelf right there. <laughs> yeah, it's one I'll always remember. That's great. And T-claps definitely to, to Tommy Boy and Houlihan for working on you and, and, and Butt Fumble for leading that workout. Yeah, boy, those those guys, they've been out here. Uh, both Tommy Boy and Houlihan uh, have been to Omaha and led workouts here. And uh, they've made quite a few connections with our packs here in Omaha. So I, I appreciate those guys so much. That's awesome. All right, so let's let's talk now, kind of in, in the second half, right? We're talking about the second half of our journey, life since F three, right? So you previously talked about the finite game, and I'm curious how that played out into the the fitness aspect. So you know, you'd mentioned that you were already into athletics, you were really into running, you're really into you know, improving on your time, just your, your your running time and your minutes per mile and all of that. How has that changed? Um, and would you say it's changed to reflect more of, as you described, the infinite game? Yeah, well, you know, I, I think because I've had kind of two chapters with F3, my, my Greensboro chapter in, in the last couple of years here in Omaha. And, you know, one of the things that happened in that transition period between Greensboro and Omaha is I moved out here in the upper Midwest where it's incredibly cold in the winter time. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, our first winter with F3 was the coldest, snowiest winter of my life. And, and so that previous 18 months or so, uh, living out here, I put on 20 pounds, um, and, and it, it kind of take taken some steps away from my fitness, uh, where I was at in, in Greensboro, just a lot of it due to the climate and and the challenges of trying to get outside, which I've now learned can be overcome with <laughs> F3. But at the time, I, you know, I knew I wanted F3 here in Omaha, but I, my biggest concerns in bringing it here were would guys really come out in the cold the same way they do in the southeast mm-hmm. uh, and, and exercise together. And so a lot of the fitness for me um, was was to get back in, in shape in my life, um, lose those 20 pounds. I described the months leading up, up to us launching F3 here in Omaha. I had the Fab Five. I had five friends of mine that I'd made here in, in Omaha who met me um, in a parking garage for about two months. And we did F3-like workouts before our launch just to, to get back into shape, to believing that I could cue a workout in front of a group of men mm-hmm. and, um, and, and credit to those guys. They, they were our redwoods, uh, that came to the first workout, those five, along with about 20 others at the first F3 Omaha workout that, that was able to whip me back into shape and into fitness and, um, and, and to be able to help launch F3 Omaha. Well, that's awesome. All right. 
So that kind of tells us now about life since after uh, your fitness since since coming into F three. Let's talk about the the fellowship piece, but piece which kind of bleeds right from what you were talking about, right? You 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 move to this new location. You're now kind of trying to get integrated and trying to to get back into to F three shape, if you will. And you end up pulling in the the Fab Five, which allow you to to kind of build in that sense of community. Uh, but additionally, how, how would you how would you sort of now describe the nature of your relationships. What, how, how has that looked different since not only F3, but specifically, I guess, F3 Omaha as well? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, the way I describe F3 in my life is just all the support that it's provided during the highs and lows. And, um, you know, when I came to Omaha um, to, to work here in uh, healthcare, um, I, I came here to t- accept a, a leadership position at a at a health system here in Omaha, and we launched, as I said, in April of of 2018. And I, you know, I, I couldn't have been any happier in my life. Um, we, you know, had made all these new friends and made these connections. Omaha was was feeling like home to me, and then um, in September, um, later in the fall in 2018, um, I learned that the the leadership position that I had taken in the health system here in Omaha had been eliminated, and I no longer had a job. And so here I am. Uh, I just started F3 Omaha, and I'd literally had a conversation with my wife um, in July or August, and I had read the Simon Sinek book and described the infinite game and versus the finite game and, 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 you know, had said to her just how, how blessed I was, how, how at peace I was that, you know, my goal was just to keep the game going. And, you know, she literally looked at me and she said, who are you? Uh, because that's really not who I ever was. I was somebody who, you know, I tell people I was the guy often in my career who, would walk into a room and look for the ladder, you know, and when I mean the ladder would be what I needed to do to be successful and to climb and, and the, the corporate ladder or whatever it may be. And, and I was telling my wife, you know, I, I just want to keep this gig going, keep this game going here in Omaha because I was just so at peace and had made, and, and it was all about the glue and the fellowship of, of F3 that made me feel that way in Omaha. And, and so it was quite a gut punch when I found out that, you know, the position that we'd moved our family here for, uh, was no longer there. And, and I can only say that there's no way I could have got through any of that period in my life, uh, without the fellowship of F3 Omaha and the guys that I've met and the support that they provided. And, and it took me some time, but I was so deeply committed to trying to find a a role that would allow us to continue to stay in Omaha and to, to continue to be a part of something that's so special here that um, I w- there, there was just going to be no other choice for our family but but to stay here. And, and so I very, feel very fortunate that was able to find that role that allow us to remain in Omaha and be a part of F3 and the fellowship that exists in this group of men. That's awesome. Well, yeah, especially going through kind of a really a really – impactful event such as losing your, your your job right being able to lean on those relationships that you've built 
Um, otherwise, kind of coming back to something that you had mentioned before, if you're constantly looking for, for that ladder and losing your job is not only impacting on a personal level, but then you immediately are starting to seek out kind of how do I, how do I sort of work, work my way back up rather than being able to, to lean on those relationships that you've built. So that's, that's fantastic to hear that, um, you know, that those guys are able to be there for you during that, that really pivotal time in your life. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And then to round it out now, let's talk about the the faith piece. So previously you had mentioned that you'd gotten involved in church. You had really from the, the parenting aspect, um, you were looking to build that sense of community, build that sense of, of, of a church home. And, and you were kind of missing out on that in some uh, stop and go fashion uh, back in Greensboro. And then now you, you've moved to Omaha and, um, you're you're involved with F3. You know what that's like. You know what it's like to build a sense of community and then to kind of have that impact your faith. How has how has faith been impacted for you since coming into F3? What how was how has it changed, grown, or, or or just varied over the over this time? Yeah, you know, I I would say um, it's just it's really advanced my faith. It's it's connected me to this community and helped us serve the community in, in a lot of different ways. Um, you know, I had, had been a part of a lot of men's ministries throughout my life where, you know, they were created and intended to, to really um, help men be um, God's creation and be who, who they were intended to be. And I always found that, you know, the, those men's ministries focus so much on trying to you know, deliberately change these men that sometimes guys wouldn't stay connected to it. And, and what I just found with F3 is when the way we start with the fitness and the fellowship and, and then bring in the faith aspects, um, serving the community, um, having our, our Q source discussions and book discussions, you just see men really begin to accelerate in their life um, and, and give you know, me personally, opportunities to accelerate in life, whether it's uh, in acts of service or in um, being mentored by others um, in, in my shield lock or or having the opportunity to be a part of somebody else's shield lock and mentor them. I happen to be, you know, one of the older packs here in Omaha. Um, you know, we tend to probably have most of our guys in their mid to late 30s. Um, I'm going to be turning 49 later this year, and it gives me a great opportunity to, at times, mentor guys that are a, a good 10 years younger than I am and, and really renew my faith and, and transform me uh, to become who, who God designed me to be is what I believe here. That's awesome. Yeah, and it, it, it's, really, it's really fantastic to hear just how you're integrating these, these faith aspects within, within the fellowship aspects as well. Right. Um, Cause it definitely a faith, a faith journey is, is something that, you know, we're never, never called to alone. Right. And, and definitely is always much more difficult to do alone. And I think you pointed that out in some of the men's ministries that you were talking about where, you know, guys get brought in and focused on changing them. And you know, as men, we believe that has to be done as a solo effort. Right. And, and when that's done as a solo effort, it starts to feel lonely and then you become eventually disconnected from that. So I, I think it's fantastic to hear just kind of how that's, how the topics of the Q source and, you know, discussions on, on faith have, have been 
part of this journey and it's allowed you to be able to connect more deeply with guys and build out that sense of community. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fun to watch. It's, I love to, you know, not only see how my life has changed, but to, to watch guys around you transform. It's, it's, it's truly astounding, you know, to see what guys are, are capable of doing. Yeah. So uh, as we kind of round this out here now, if you would, do you have a, a story that you'd like to share that kind of summarizes kind of the significance of F3 within your life? Yeah, you know, um, I, it's just, I, uh, I think the story I would share is just relationships and community. Um, and the, the, the broad age ranges of the relationships that you build through F3, you know, we, we do 2.0 workouts here and, you know, I've had the opportunity to work out with both of my kids, uh, and make it a, a generational thing. Um, I have a 13-year-old daughter and a 23-year-old son. And uh, my daughter, um, her name is Hoosier F3-wise at, at, at a 2.0 workout. And uh, my son's uh, Daniel Son, uh, who, who posts. And, you know, to be able to share that experience with your kids, to, to share it with other PAX members' kids. Um, I've queued a workout with a, a five-year-old named Excitebike who you know, just has such a, a lust for life. Um, and, and then at the other side of it, you know, see guys bring their own fathers who uh, are in their 60s um, and sometimes 70s to the workout and, and to participate in some way. Um, my stepfather has come to the workout uh, and he's in his 60s. Um, his, he got his name actually doing a ruck down in Greensboro with Matlock. Um, we named him Mongoose because he used, you know, always ridden a bicycle. And, and to just to be able to see those intergenerationals of connections that can exist across the community and bring families together has been, been really important to me. Um, and I, I, I bring that to just you know, kind of connecting to my closing thoughts of, of what motivates me so much, because, um, you know, one of my goals, I turned 50, um, in, in 2021. Mm -hmm. So I'll get the respect. I'm, I'm a, just a pre-respecter right now, <laughs> and, but very close. And, um, you know, I lost my dad when he turned 60, my, my dad passed away and, and really had a, a tough life. Uh, his last decade or so of his life, um, from a health standpoint, from a he was a, he was a truly a, a sad clown, really struggled, and and was a man who was super successful um, and smart and had done a lot of great things up until about the age that I'm at right now, and and I just look at F3 and what a, a blessing it is in my life that it has given me kind of a a um, fertile place to stand and, and live a, a life that's better after 50 than, than before 50 for me. I, I really have this goal in my life to, to have a really strong post 50 life that looks much different than, than what I saw happen to my dad. And, and I, I clearly know the apple doesn't fall far from the, the tree on anything. <laughs> and, and so, um, I, you know, I'm not above anything of what could have happened to, to my own father. And, 
And I'm so grateful to be able to share this with the men of Omaha and the men across F3 Nation, uh, as well as as the people closest to me and my family, um, both my kids and and with my stepfather, who's who's come to some of the workouts and joined me, uh, you know, over the last few years. That's awesome. Well, wait time definitely. Thank you, thank you very much for kind of sharing that and and closing us out, kind of on on that note. I definitely think that's something that you know I think speaks to to your story, and and, and really is a a a vast difference, if you will, from what you were sharing before, where it was all about trying to accomplish a better time or a better run or a faster run or more weight or whatever. And now trying to look at it more as not only this generational impact as you brought up with and your stepdad and then sharing it with your kids, but then additionally using it as a tool to be able to build a more sustainable life moving moving forward post fifty, because you you saw that, you know, with your own with your own dad. Yeah, there's just something truly magic about F3. You know, the, the I think the magic happens when with the fellowship and the fact that it's not about competition. And um, I, I'm astounded about how it draws guys in. And um, I'm I'm happy just to to say it. We have something magical here in what we do. And so it, I really appreciate the opportunity, short circuit to 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 share my story here. Thanks. Not a problem. Thank you. Thank you again for taking the time to do this this morning and for, for coming on being vulnerable and, and sharing some of this with us. Now, if guys want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, it's probably on Twitter. Um, it's at Chad Bruff. Um, Bruff is spelled B-R-O-U-G-H. Uh, you can find me. Find me there. Awesome. Well, wait time. Definitely. Thanks very much again for, for coming on and, uh, and taking your time to, to do this with us. Thanks a lot. Have a great day. Thanks. All right, guys. With that, that wraps up episode two. Thanks again for listening. Stay sharp and we'll see you in the gloom. Thanks for listening to this episode of American Yammer. If you're interested in sharing your F3 story, reach out to us at f3americanyammer at gmail.com. Again, that's f3americanyammer at gmail.com. Or on Twitter at f3americanyammer. Until next time, stay sharp, and we'll see you in the gloom. Sunday, Sunday.